in this democracy, um, the gap between people and the decisions that our government makes is so wide. And so many of us are actually taught that somebody else is going to deal with it and that we can't impact it. So that is why having a million followers on Twitter doesn't fucking matter. Because at the end of the day, if people don't see themselves as agents of change, um, that is the most dangerous environment for us to be in. So I, I'm, I'm on, I agree with both of y'all. Like, to me, the majoritarian values in this country, I think, are not the same as the values of this president and his administration. That being said, my name is Hanifa Walida. And I am Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. And today we are 2020 balling because we welcome Alicia Garza to the show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, babies. If this is your first time here on your gay aunties and you have no idea where you are, or who we are. <laughs> we are the aunties that you would catch every now and then when you was a baby just staring at your lap. Mm-hmm. And then as you grew up, that stare became a signal to say, whenever you ready, baby. <laughs> whenever you ready. Whenever. 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 I your Gay Aunties is a bi-weekly live show and podcast, right? Both of them that is centered around queer adulting. So every uh, other Sunday, we go live on YouTube where we answer your letters about life, love, and all of the entangled parts of your good gay life, right? So subscribe below. Uh, and if you miss us live here, uh, Sundays at 1 p.m., then we come to you one more again on Wednesdays with our audio podcast by the same name, mm-hmm. which you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts. Say words. So now that you know where you are, welcome home, child. We are your gay aunties, <laughs> and we are here for the children. All right, y'all. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We were singing that early. You just can't hide it. Yes. No, no, no. You know, no, I'm so. No. <laughs> you got with the no, no, no's in. All right. <laughs> so, now we have a great uh, show coming up. We have activist Alicia Garza. And what a week to have her on. I mean, listen, you, yeah. you, you could pin a tail, you know, on the day in 2020. It would be a good time to have her on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but even our current day heroines need a little work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So Alicia Garza is here with us uh, in an auntie capacity today. Ooh, right? Yes. So not just here to work, we need to play. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so later on, she will help us read some letters. And if you have any questions for Alicia, please get them ready. Especially if you are here with us live, go ahead and send those in the chat. Okay, uh, we have some Auntie Gems and our View Spotlight and mm-hmm. Follow Me. Oh, yeah, I like this week's Follow Me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, so hit the subscribe button below and start texting your folks to mm-hmm. join us here on the live 
at youtube.com slash your gay aunties. Hey, y'all. Okay. Let's all just check in for a quick minute with this week. Oh, Child. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> um, I mean, like, are we even surprised anymore at this point? You know what? I am. I am. You are? I, I'm, okay, maybe surprise is not the right word. No, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, but I'm always saying, wow, how far are these, how far, how far why they going to go to keep Wally alive? <laughs> you know, like... Well, Whitey, what heights does Whitey got to go just to keep this semblance of I am great and mighty and I, like, power, 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 power. Yeah. What is with these people? That's true. And so, um, we have the, oh my God, I even get frustrated to start to discuss it. Um, the Breonna Taylor judgment, uh. Well, I guess I don't even know. Is this a judgment? What they just decided they weren't going to do any of what was just and right to do. You know, I saw I saw a picket <laughs> sign. Somebody said uh, the law uh, did what it was written to do for who it was written to protect. Something to something yeah. thereabouts, and, yeah. and and that's basically what we're dealing with, um, and the insanity that some people don't understand. It's almost like the law is the law is the law. But the law is always made to be interpreted based on whatever culture the law is in. So whoever's on the yeah. shit end of that, uh, you know, who people don't like in the culture, they get the shit into the law, you know? Yeah. And here we are yet again, yet again, again. Again, like really already. And then it makes you, so people were peaceful and peace, people waited. Right. People were upset and people rioted. The result is going to be the same either way. Mm. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's a sense of of helplessness and hopelessness. There is a sense of rage that is building. Um, And then there's also a sense I've had this conversation three times, especially with the passing of. Supreme Court Justice Ginsburg uh, and this Breonna Taylor situation happening and all of the other situations that happened. Um, I've been having the conversation more and more. People are like, okay, but where, when I am able to leave America, where can I go? Mm. Like, real, like people who have always talked to me just like, you just need to sit down somewhere. You always trying to go, right? They're like, okay, so like, how do I get my family out? Yeah, that's like, my, my homeboy. Uh, where do we go? Yeah, my homeboy in Paris was uh, like, I've been trying to get my mother out. I was like, that sounds like somebody else. I'm trying to get my mother out the country. I don't want my 80-year-old mother there. Basically, it's, it's the cootie yeah. death trap for older people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it's the logistics yeah. of not being able to leave, period. Nobody want us. Yeah. And because we don't, because a lot of us don't travel, quiet is kept, not quiet is kept, but because a lot of us don't travel, that's not a real thing for a lot of people. Like that paradigm shift of not being accepted, taking your Americanness for granted when you travel and that being like done, at least for now, there's a lot of people who do not relate to that and how that is connected to a sense of security and safety and liberty. Absolutely. And so there's a, a lot of conversation around like 
who is American? When are you American? Because this is a coming on the heels of September 11th, where we were supposed to all be mm. reconnected in our humanity of or our identity of Americanness and unity and blah, 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 when we see that you still have to have Black Lives Matter on the back of the NBA jerseys and like all of this, like all of these things are happening simultaneously. And it's crazy not to feel crazy about it, right? Mm. (laughs) It's crazy not to watch these things happen and really feel like if I'm not in a state of, you know, as um, James Baldwin said, like if I am not in a constant state of rage, like, Am I missing something? Yeah. Like, is something wrong with me if I'm not trying to pack up and get out of here? Like, for real, I have friends, black friends on the south side of Chicago that's like, okay, can I get into Mexico? (laughs) If I sneak into Mexico, then, like... And, and I'm conflicted, and I don't. I don't want to. I don't want because we're gonna talk a lot about this today. I'm, and I am conflicted because there's a part of me that I want to be here for the fight. I actually believe in the initial mm. intent um, around why this country was funded, though uh, funded, <laughs> founded, though we were not initially a part of the conversation. Doesn't mean um, that I'm. I can't be a change maker in my own country. So there's a part of me that feels an allegiance to really. Can we see this through? Can we see if there is another side to this experiment? And part of me is like, okay, so Norway. Can I deal with all of the white people? But the yeah. but the healthcare. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That exactly. So, children, it's just about you know trying to find this balance between our anger. In our peace, and I guess finding peace within our anger, so that we can make clear decisions moving forward, is well, what we're here for, at least for this moment of time that we spend together. Um, and one of the things we do, guys, is we really like to bring you guys into the show because we know you guys are going through a lot, and you know we're all trying to figure things out. And we have this uh, a part of the show um, where we love to feature like one of you and what you do that others should know about and follow, right? You know, if you follow your gay aunties on Instagram, then, you know, you could be a part of the show, essentially. So this Follow Me, all right, for episode 95, all right, is... Follow me, follow me, follow me, yeah. From at... I am underscore Kalila. I am underscore Kalila. I had to ask her what, how to pronounce her name because I said, ah, this is like five different ways I can pronounce this name, how you got it written here, honey. <laughs> 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 but y'all should know that Kalila is a life and spiritual coach helping LGBTQ experience love and peace with their spirituality and sexuality. Um, she's also a fairly new IG follower of Gay Andes. And when I happened upon her page, I could tell by the freeze frame that one of her posts was fixing to say something. Okay. <laughs> so, like, it, it was a prayer, like, outside of any denomination, you know, um, as she explains, you'll see in the video, but one, it's one of those uh, kind of knee-deep prayers, you know, um, for us as a people. So, this is like one of the challenges saying, y'all, let's just pray together, again, outside of denomination, and I won't play all of it, I'm just going to play a bit of it, because it was a 13-minute go-in, all right? But I do encourage you guys <laughs> to go to her page at I am underscore K-A-Y-L-Y. E-L-A-J-I-M underscore Kalila. And here you go. Um, 
we all, you know, when it comes down to a higher power, you know, I refer to God, you know what I'm saying? Like I refer to God and all of us may call God something different. We may call it source. We may call it light. We might, might not call it anything. But the one thing that we can agree on is that God is, is nameless, is, is unexplainable. The same thing that has created the clouds and, and make your heart beat and make your, your, your lungs um, breathe is the same thing that created all of us. So um, I'm going to go ahead and hint to prayer. Like I said, it's not any particular religious affiliation, but however you reach into God and however you connect with God, I just ask you to go into prayer right now. God, you know, we all look at this 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 craziness right now of, of COVID-19 and the pandemic. But God, if we could take this opportunity to look at it as an opportunity, God, an opportunity to go within, an opportunity to connect, a God, an opportunity for us to go in and say, where's the untapped? potential, God. Where are you taking me, God? Where is my purpose? Where do you want me to go? Where is it that you want me to lead? How can I help, God, with everything that's going on in the world, with the racial injustices, the suppression, God? How can I, how can we play a role in that, God? What is our own divine purpose, our own piece of puzzle that we could put in and help, you know, our brothers and sisters, God? We ask you to cover families, God. We ask you to cover babies, God. We ask you as these babies go to school, God, that you cover them, that people are that are essential workers, that you cover them. For those of us that are dealing with bouts of depression, God, and anxiety, God, that you draw us near that, God, you're not anywhere out there, God, you're in here. And for us to quiet the mind and to remember that you're within us, God, and the times that we face anxiety, God, the times that we face depression, God, the times that we just don't know where to go, God, that we turn within and we come to you. And in that subtle voice, God, and to remember God is in the breath. Mm. Yeah. God is in the breath. It will look. God oh, is thank in you the so breath. Much, yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> no, no. I really, I really appreciated uh, her taking that moment, and that we can turn around and share that moment uh, with you all. Because sometimes we just need someone to say a word, whatever that word mm-hmm. is, that kind of just get us right for that moment. So we hope that um, Pilila did that for y'all <laughs> in <Yeah>. that moment. <laughs> Say word. It, it's timely for me because I told you like that feeling of like, what is going on? Mm. <laughs> like it grips me sometimes and, you know, just being like, okay, so, so what am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I'm here in this time to do, to do what in particular and say that that part to put my puzzle piece in there <laughs> that I am, I'm, I'm contributing in this way to, to what's happening. Okay. You know, this is our, yeah. <laughs> you know, outside of our personal lives. And this is how me um, and Red and Kiera, you know, putting your gay aunties is our small contribution to hopefully empowering mm-hmm. you guys to one, definitely um, uh, vote to, to exercise, to, to, to exercise, um, the feeling of empowerment when you vote. That's, that's one of the things we're really trying to push, you know, but also just giving you some sense of peace of mind. Like everyone finds, everyone needs to find what that peace is for them and be okay with whatever size that is. Cause it may be small to you, but it may be seismic for someone else. You know, so I say, I say, I say. Yes, thank you so much. And if you all want some of your work or your passion or just your beautiful queer selves featured here on Your Gay Aunties, follow me 
then just follow us on IG at Yagay Aunties or subscribe below here on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, just do your thing in your feed. Just <laughs> what you already are doing. Mm-hmm. And just like Kalila, who followed us last week, you could be on the show. Mm-hmm. Just that quick. Yeah. Just come with it. All right, we're going to keep on elevating the children. Yeah. We're going we gonna to try because, you know, y'all messy. But we're going to keep... <laughs> Elevating the children, right? And go into our, (laughs) we're going to go into our first letter for the show. Let's do it. Here's your letter. Okay. This letter is from Ren. Ren from Brooklyn. Okay. Nice. All right. (laughs) Hey, gay aunties. I'm Ren. I have a question for y'all. So I have an old boyfriend from seven years ago that continues to pop in and out of my life. One moment he's spilling his heart out to me. Then he disappears only to like, only to like my post or reach out to me about my mom's birthday. What? Okay. Whatever. My sisters (laughs) or even mine. (laughs) I love him so much. And recently I sent him a message about his birthday and I haven't gotten a response in two days. <laughs> Should I truly end this relationship that we keep trying to hold on to? We. Um, this classic to me, baby. Okay. Mm, I mean, this, okay. this, this is, this is uh, one plus one equals two. This is physics. This is. Um, this is not pouring water into a cup. Is it half empty or half full? If someone does not reciprocate or rather what they're giving to you is not reciprocated in a particular way. So in other words, this person sometimes says, Hey, and you're like, okay, hi. And then you're like, hi. He's like, crickets, crickets, crickets. Mm -hmm. And it's like this kind of random, oh, let me, basically what you are is a, um, is an itching post. Or uh, um, whenever this person needs to scratch an itch, whenever this person needs to get some sort of bounce back or reflection, like, oh, I'm alive. Someone still likes me. Someone still cares for me. Like, they may be going through some whatever, and they're using you as a tool, reaching out every now and then, maybe when they're bored, you know. But at the end of the day, are you an active part of this person's every day? Are they drawing you into their every day? And if not... Tell them to stop playing games and keep it moving. I'm sorry. Bottom line. Now that, that's an old game, homie. And he, he's, 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 he's like counting on whatever reserved feelings you may have. You know, I'm not even saying this person is malicious. I'm just saying they're taking yeah. you for granted. I'm taking, they're taking you for granted. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I... Y'all know I always go to the the, the whole other side, <laughs> right? Immediately. Should I truly in this relationship that we keep trying to hold on to what's the relationship and where do we (laughs) (laughs) where do we (laughs) because the relationship really could just be that we check in on each other every year or so like (laughs) you know one of you may feel that that is the extent of the relationship if both of you don't agree that this is the extent of the relationship, then there is the problem, right? So if you are um, 
expecting this thing to be more frequent than it is mm-hmm. or you're expecting an immediate response to your birthday message i i don't know how hype his page is but i know <laughs> it's 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 hard to respond to all of those happy birthday facebook messages or whatever right so Maybe he just ain't looked at him, you know, (laughs) maybe he saw yours and was like, you just in with the rest. Mm -hmm. That's possible. Um, Maybe he busy with who he be busy with. (laughs) And he holler at (laughs) you when he not busy. Yeah. And so what the parameters of that relationship are um, might not be shared. Right. And so. If for seven years he's been able to pop in and out whenever he felt like it, then you sound crazy today. Like, (laughs) you need to be consistent with me. Why now? Right? (laughs) When you haven't asked or required any of this in seven years, maybe you are the one holding on. Because, like, yeah, like, you are the one who's expecting something more of this or that he's even thinking of you in this, I'm going to come back in and get my, he might have just seen your mama scroll <laughs> on the, the thing and be like, oh, hey, Miss Jackson, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and just say a little, hey, like, it might That's not be That's real as hell. It, it basically she's saying that what you're feeling it may not what be what is what you're feeling may not be what is what you're feeling may not be what is there is an objective truth that's based on both your subjective realities and you just working on your own subjective reality that this person ain't hollering back like you would like them to and just to bounce off something Rhea said relationships are not a template. They grow, they move, they they grew, they shrink, they expand. And yeah. sometimes you can have this incredible relationship with somebody. I mean, all out love, you about five feet from the altar. And that shit can shrink over time to, hey, girl, how your mama doing? Mm-hmm. How you doing, baby? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. You can have friendships that, that are, I have friendships that are well over 25, 30 years. And honestly, sometimes we just call each other like, oh, COVID happened. Girl, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. But we snap right back into it because we have all that time behind us. So don't put so much pressure on what a relationship, platonic or not, should be and what you feel someone's expectations are based on your actions. You know? Mm-hmm. Always be open to, yeah, they were just scrolling to show you it was your mama's birthday. And they said, because they ain't got nothing against your mom and they have nothing against you. And you should be happy yeah. with that. Yeah. It don't be got to be games. And I know, I used to have friends who, mm-hmm. who would, like, somebody would look their way and they'd be like, oh, she wants me. And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. Like, <laughs> maybe she was looking at the box of cereal right past you. Like, we don't really know. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe so, she constipated. She just made that face. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's all kind of reasons behind, like, why people do things. And if you... If you don't know those reasons, like if you don't know that he's checking in with you to to hook back up, or if you don't know that he's checking in with you to rekindle this relationship in some kind of way, Mm. I would just Mm. err on the side of caution Mm. that um, he's probably just, you know, doing what people do on social media. 
Like, <laughs> like Reggie, Reggie G says, uh, you and the person you're in a relationship with get to set the rules as change comes. You better work, Reggie. Mm-hmm. See, we got Uncle Absolutely. up in the chat room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I would just, I would just chill mm-hmm. is, is my well, advice. Chill, baby. Just, chill, it ain't, chill. It don't even have to be that. Yeah. And, and just be open for love in other directions and, and don't, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Chill. Chill out. Chill out. Yeah. And when he pop up, hey, boo, hey, all right, you you done? I'm done? Okay, peace. <laughs> like, it can just be relaxed. <laughs> I say. Well, thank I you, should. darling. Yes. Thank you, Ren. We, you know, we got another letter coming up uh, uh, later on. Absolutely. And we always enjoy y'all's letters. And uh, we are excited every time we get one. So if you want to write your gay aunties, you can do so at yougayaunties.com at G or yougayaunties at gmail.com. There you go. And then you can DM us at yougayaunties on uh, Instagram. Mostly Instagram, right? <laughs> yeah, Instagram. <laughs> I know the Twitter's right, on Twitter right, away. Right. <laughs> I, know, I can't do it. I can't do it. All right. <laughs> and you can also go to yougayaunties.com and click the button, write your aunties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can do that as well. So if you're like, go to the website type person, if you're go to IG, go to Gmail, whichever place you like to go to, even if you're on Twitter, I might just go on ahead and check those too. But we're less <laughs> likely. We're less if likely. If you wrote a letter there. If you just really need to reach us, just reach out to us. We are here for you, baby. Mm, mm. <laughs> Absolutely. And we got, so, we got some stuff. We got some yes, stuff. Yes, let's dig into our auntie bags today and see what gems we have for you. Mm. <laughs> We're talking about a gem right there, honey. But... <laughs> Because I voted for Shirley Chisholm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, y'all. So I'm going to jump off this gem. All right. Um, right. I'm really excited. So I woke up like 3 o'clock in the morning uh, last week. Um, I went to bed stressed and forcefully listening to the news. And it was one of the, we was having another Trump moment. And it was like a constitutional crisis. Well, mm-hmm. we've been in constitutional crisis since like 2016. But... <laughs> But it really started weighing on me. And I woke up like, holy shit, I've never read the Constitution. <laughs> right? Yeah. I've ne- not from top to bottom. Not like going out. The yeah. preamble, yada, yada, bing, bong. Right? And I was like, oh, okay. But so I decided to grab some friends. And I said, you know what? Let's break up the Constitution. Let's go on IG Live. And like each, me and a friend, each week, we're like, breaking down one article from the Constitution. Just as novices, okay. like what's going on? And we had such a ball. So this past Thursday, I did it with my friend Shelly Nicole from Shelly Nicole's yeah. Black Bush. And she was all nerdy, but I was like, ooh, girl, I'm getting primus. Ooh, 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 right? <laughs> but I want to just highlight, I mean, there's a lot in there, just in the first article, right? Mm-hmm. But I just want to highlight uh, just a couple of things that really stood out um, to us, some things that we learned and some things that we want to just highlight. Because the point of... Understanding the Constitution is that when you understand the law, we take kind of our subjectivity out of it, how we've been treated under the law, and actually understanding the foundation that we are a part of the people and that we are a part of this foundation that we all are kind of living on, 
and trying to survive on, then I really slowly started to feel more empowered. So one of the things that I wanted to highlight were the first three words of the Constitution. We the people. Now, people kind of highlight this like, yes, we the people. Yes, this is yes. But I want to be really clear. We the people is not like, yes, the Constitution is for us, but it's also written by us. I know they say Madison and so-and-so and so-and-so wrote it, but it was written. They didn't say it wasn't my king of the United States in order to form. It wasn't we the dynasty of the United States. No, we the people. And I think it's something that's really not understood that we wrote this based on our history at the time. All right. And I also love in just the preamble how people overlook words like in order to form, establish justice, ensure tranquility, right? Promote. All of these words are words of action. Um, all of these words say that we are in, uh, this is a work in progress, okay? This is something we need to create. Not like it's already here, okay? Right. <laughs> so just reread um, the preamble and really kind of look at those words. It's like, oh, so this the straight up intent behind it was, okay, we're going to create something here, y'all. This here an experiment. Let's see what happened. <laughs> and then the rest, yeah. of the, the rest of the Constitution is, okay, if this happened, boom. If this happened, boom. We're going to set it up like boom, 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 so we can see what happened. All right. So that was one thing. Another thing is the all infamous three fifths clause. OK, so me and Shelly is over here getting to this part where it says it says um, basically this. They're saying who can be taxed. OK, and it says it only can include non taxed uh, Indians People are like non taxed Indians. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> that means basically foreigners, mm -hmm. people who aren't us. OK. Uh, a little hint of xenophobia, but whatever. Can't tax, you know, non-taxed Indians. And three-fifths of all other persons. All right? Now, me and Shelly was like, well, Shelly was really like, so why the arbitrary number of three-fifths? Why not a half? Why not two-thirds? Why not a quarter? You know what I mean? And I was like, damn. And I could not find the answer on Google. But what I did find was a clarification. Okay? Yes, this idea of a three-fifths clause isn't, isn't this idea of uh, placing less value on us as people, right? But a lot of times when we read it, they we think they are literally saying that these niggers are three-fifths of, of a person, okay? Mm -hmm. They thought we was people enough to even put this clause in there because the clause is there so the southern states wouldn't bitch that we wouldn't have no power in the House of Representatives because, you know, ain't much of us down here. Basically, it's us and these Negroes, wow. you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> can we count some of them? Okay, can we count a quarter of them? Okay, okay. Can we count two? Th okay, three-fifths? Okay, we can work three-fifths, three-fifths. Then we can be more powerful in this new government. So, yeah. just so we have clarity, because I think sometimes we can be distracted by emotional digs in our relationship with this country, and sometimes we need to see shit for what it was. Still with some fucked upness, but not necessarily how we have been told that it is, okay? And the last thing, and it was the most beautiful thing of Article 1 of the Constitution, um, was the punishment for impeachment. This is where the Founding Fathers showed their shade, honey. I didn't even know this was in here. So, if the Senate, if the Senate... Um, convicts 
Okay, remember the the House impeaches and the Senate convicts, but this it gets through to the point where this nigga gets evicted. All right, this is what the founding fathers said should happen to a motherfucker if they get evicted. Evicted, I'm like he fucking living in, you know. <laughs> convicted, excuse me, convicted. Judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than so they can't do any more than the following: two removal from office. And disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. But the party convicted shall, nevertheless, be liable and subject to indictment, trial, judgment, and punishment according to law. So they basically said, if your ass gonna run for president and be president and fucking play yourself, you ain't gonna have no honor on our land. You can't make no freaking money. You just might as well go. <laughs> okay. okay and I thought that was some really cool shade so we're having like a really a lot of fun um, uh, this upcoming Thursday alright I'm really excited um, I have my friend J. Bob Alada who's going to help me read article 2 of the constitution alright yeah. alright Bobby <laughs> aka uh, Bob Bobby Barbarino Um, and if you're not um, aware um, um, Bob was recently the ED for Australia so this is the woman that has funded many uh, brilliant projects probably some of y'all listening right now like oh word that's her yes well word that's her we're going to have fun with Bob um, reading article 2 and that's Thursdays 8pm on uh, your gay auntie's IG live see y'all there Constitution. Yes. (laughs) No, that's really exciting. And I like feel like I haven't looked at any of this since I was a social studies teacher in the early 2000s (laughs) and still feel like I need to go back over it and and just get my mind together around what is included uh, in this document that we say we know about. Exactly. It's really (laughs) some interesting stuff. It's totally a nerdy thing. Let's nerd out, (laughs) y'all. Absolutely. Okay. Um, So I guess in keeping with the same concept of uh, our rights, I came across a young lady um, on Instagram and her her, uh, name is at underscore dot Talaya, T-A-L-A-Y-A-H. Okay. So um, I want to show this uh, quick clip. And then we can kind of talk about how this sister is exercising Ooh. her rights. <laughs> Hi, my name is Talia Walker. I'm in 10th grade and I attend Baltimore Polytechnic Institute. And I want to speak on the fact, on the reality, on the situation, on things that are happening at my school that are not being addressed by the administrators or the staff. Um, there are students who want to speak about Black Lives Matter. Breonna Taylor, we want to talk about these things in our classes. And we're being actively ignored by our administration. So we need your help to to get this into schools. Because in history class, they tell us we teach history so the past isn't repeated. But the history that's being made right now, they're not talking about that. They won't talk about Black Lives Matter. We've had probably, I've had one teacher out of my seven teachers bring up Black Lives Matter in class. One out of seven. That's crazy, right? There are black students fearing for their lives every day. And they can't even go to school and talk about it. 
they can't even come on their Zoom class and say, can we talk about this today? Because this is on my mind. This is weighing heavy on my heart. The decision that was made not to indict Breonna Taylor's killers is weighing heavy on my heart. And we can't talk about it in my class. Does that sound right to you? Because it doesn't sound right to me. Especially not when a lot of our administrators and staff are black. Not when a lot of the population of Polly is black. The students are black. People of color. Because I know in 9-11, every class has something to say about about um what happened and i'm not downplaying that i'm not saying it needs to be brought down i'm not saying we need to stop talking about 9-11 because it's tragic it's truly tragic but you know what's tragic also the things happening in the black community and that they're not being talked about in public schools i don't think i've heard any other teacher besides my english teacher talk about it no one they could open the discussion and say this is a free space to say what you have to say to Talk about what's weighing heavy on your heart. To talk about the decisions made in your community that affect you every day. But no one's doing that. None of the teachers are doing that. And that's truly disgusting to me. The fact that our school um, brands itself as inclusive to everyone, but is ignoring a, a, a whole population, a whole demographic in your school. You're ignoring us. We don't like that. And we're going to be heard, whether you like it or not. We're going to email North Avenue. We're going to make petitions. We're going to talk about it. You can mute me in Zoom. You can turn off the chats in Zoom. You can do all of that. But I'm going to continue to speak about what I think is right. I'm going to continue to speak about justice for Breonna Taylor. I'm going to continue to speak about justice for Elijah McClain. I'm going to continue to speak about justice for all of those people on that poster back there. I'm going to continue to do it. Do you know why I'm going to continue to do it? Because that's the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to talk about it in schools, to educate students who don't know what's going on. Because there are people who don't know what's happening. There are. But the right thing to do is to talk about it in school, to give unbiased opinions, to, to take into consideration your students, to think about students who face this every single day, that situation is unpredictable for a person like me. We're not talking about issues that affect people who look like this, who have this skin color, who are darker than me, who are lighter than me, but who are African-American. We're not talking about that. And that's truly disgusting, Polly. And I don't think I can get in trouble for this video, but if I do, I'm glad I got in trouble because it's good purpose. It's for a good purpose. Yes, John Lewis. Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> that's right. You in oh. good trouble, girl. You in good trouble. But that's why so you see why I love her so much. I, love <laughs> I was like, yes, 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 yes. I just got like, what? I'm sorry. Go no, on. go ahead. I'm just, I just got a flashback that I was literally that little girl in high school. When I was in high school, everything was uh, South Africa, apartheid, apartheid, mm -hmm. and I was I was big. My teachers, ugh. and I used to always bomb my teachers' um, boards like simple free South Africa. You know what I'm saying? I put it in the corner. Just everybody see it when they come in, and. <laughs> And they always make me erase it. Every single one of them motherfuckers made me erase it. I'm like, you know niggas is wrong? <laughs> <laughs> this don't read wrong to you. <laughs> right, you yeah. know. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I, I'm so feeling her. Oh, like, we got to do something. And also her exercising her sense of, and this is just back to our whole thing. Her exercising her sense of, I am sitting in the law. I am sitting on the right side of the law. I am sitting on the yeah. right side, period. 
And so I'm going to, now that I know that I, I can stand firm in this position, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to speak out. This mm -hmm. is something that, I won't keep saying, this is something that the Constitution is just trying to reaffirm, but because it's said the way it's said, we don't put it in the context of now. We are a country that should be reaffirming this attitude 24-7 at every opportunity. The youngest is, the younger, the, the better. Absolutely. Yes. So right now, my students are uh, creating protest art, right? So we have a whole unit that we're doing around, you know, creating a campaign and creating a visual to go along with the campaign. And I remember having, uh, well, reading one of the responses where the children were like, I know there's one one student in particular was saying, I know there's a lot of stuff going on like in the news, but like, I don't really know anything about that. So can I pick climate change? And I was like, yeah, don't speak on it if you don't know about it. <laughs> like, absolutely. If, if you've been studying about climate change, like, pick climate change. Please. But, <laughs> but to know that so many students like just are, are able to not know mm. what's happening, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to thank Talaya for, for this message. Um, uh, I just want to say that I, we stand with the black students at Poly mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, I'm going to go one step further, mm -hmm. like with that, because of this, um, I know that, you know, my students are, are doing this activity around injustices, but like, you're right. I've mentioned events in general and I haven't given them a chance to just really take over the floor. And, and talk about what's been going on with them and how they're feeling about it. And you've inspired me, sis. Oh, so I'm word. listening, you know, and I'm encouraging others to listen to you as well. And I want to not just listen, but I want to change. Say word. I thought you were going to say that she, she can audit your class, but you're the teacher she wants. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're the teacher well, she wants. I can send her the Zoom link. I'm, I'm just saying, saying these kids, you know, <laughs> forget college. Kids can start ordering high on the high school level. Like, you got a good teacher? Can I can I jump in? Mine is, mm -hmm. I, got a, I have a fifth grade class. We can, we can definitely get some conversation going. And, and I might just do that too. Like invite her to, to join us. We go to school a lot later than most other schools. So she might be free at that time. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, I think she would appreciate you. Great idea. Just as she would, of course, would appreciate our guests. All yes, right. I'm, absolutely. All right. <laughs> All right. I should have grabbed my reading glasses. I want them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. I guess work. Oh, I got your auntie's pump. All right. Our guest work in the world precedes her. All right. Alicia Garza is co-creator of the Black Lives Matter movement and principal at Black Futures Lab, who they recently conducted the largest U.S. Black census in a good minute. All right. So, yes, you know, so she that auntie that if you didn't fill out the U.S. census, she will roll <laughs> up on you like you're going to fill out somebody's census. Mm-hmm. We need that. Mm-hmm. Because, because you count, baby. Because you count. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, Alita, she is an a, a activist, organizer, author, now podcaster, cheeseburger enthusiast in your auntie that has stopped by for tea. Let's welcome to your gay aunties, Alicia Garza. Hey. <laughs> yes, ma'am. 
I'm over here side splitting right now. I, this, this is so good. You're breaking up already. I know, I know. Yes. Okay. So Talia yeah. is all of okay. us. Literally all of us. Um, and also... Yeah, I am your auntie who's out here like you. It's <laughs> yeah. true. It's actually, actually true. And I just want to say my life matters too, which is why your auntie is over here looking like she just woke up because she did. <laughs> so, and she's coming. She's coming from the West Coast. So yes, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. <laughs> I tried. I tried to put on some makeup. I was like, oh, I know. I was like, oh, no. we'll beat your face and come back. I thought you put on my glasses. <laughs> well, I'm glad you can see. <laughs> I was like, I ain't got it today. Well, I'm it sorry. is still great to see you beat or no beat. Right? We are so excited to have you as a guest on your gay. Aunties. It's really cool to be here. Oh, thank you so much for having yes, me. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, we we formulated a couple of questions um, because when we have these rare opportunities to interview our friends in this capacity anyway, sometimes we want to ask you the questions that you're not asked. At least I tried. All right. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I I had a little time in the limelight, too. It's like, you want to ask me that question fucking again? My my favorite (laughs) color is... (laughs) Okay. Yeah, this is how Black Lives Matter started. Started the hashtag. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly i'm like yo i'm saying and let's talk about some other stuff yeah. yep 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 sure, sure. and we agreed we wanted to to balance this experience out a little bit as well so i'm glad we're already in here and we're laughing and we are just making that safe space for each other because that's important as well we be stressed baby <laughs> Listen, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> Those good belly laughs Same are my right. self care. Yes. In case that, in case that was going to be a question. <laughs> <I asked. laughs> well, my John Lovett says, "What a week!" All right, so so here's a question. All right, um, it's somewhat of an elusive question. So just to quote um, RBG. All right. When uh, she was talking to a, a bunch of uh, uh, young people about leadership, she said, you need to lead in a way that encourages others to join you. All right. So for young people who are questioning if they have leadership in them, for those who are already kind of on that road and they're just beginning to navigate it. What is. What is something that they don't tell you about leadership? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I think the thing they don't tell you about leadership is that you're supposed to build other leaders. It's never just supposed to be you on any kind of platform or stage. And actually, that's not leadership either. Um, I've always been taught that organizing is the art of addition, not Mm. subtraction. And that the whole point, right, is to create many more people who are active and engaged and leading the process of um, change for themselves and for others. And so 
you're not a leader necessarily um, if you just have a bunch of followers on on Twitter. Like that doesn't make you a leader. <laughs> Are you Billy? <laughs> but that's what we're told, though. Like once you have a big following, then you pop it. Yeah, no, and it drives me crazy because then people people be like, um, how can I be an influencer like what? you? I'm like, a what? <laughs> Look, <laughs> the point here is for black folks to get free and black folks are not going to get free because you like Moses on Twitter. Mm. Um, <laughs> black folks will get free <laughs> when we build power in our communities and in this country for black people. And that is going to require millions of more people on our side. So that's the work. And if you're successful, you've, by the time your life is over, you have developed hopefully thousands of leaders who can carry this. Mm. Yeah. You know, we we talk about ancestors a lot on this uh, um, show and Mm -hmm. you you don't even necessarily have to be an ancestor in, in the, the traditional sense of having to pass on. But if you do work right. at points in your life, you never know who you're affecting, that that work then influences, for lack of a better word, influences them to create greater work. That's you know? Right. So sometimes right. you are kind of naturally a leader and you don't know. Sometimes your leader don't even know you're, you're being a leader. You're just having a moment. That's but right. someone happens to hear that moment. <laughs> Or you're just doing what you're yes. supposed to do, yeah. right? It, it's not it's it's not rocket science, and you people don't have to be like born extraordinary. Mm. It's just you mm. have to care, and you have to be willing to do something about it. And I agree with RBG. You have to be able to do something about it in the in a way that people want to join you. Um, otherwise, <laughs> why? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay to wild out, you know what I'm saying? But that's not being a leader. Mm, there is a difference mm. between And so what it's making me think about, like, and I'm sitting here just like staring into space, like because mm-hmm. I'm like, a lot of people believe that their activism is solely in yeah. my yelling, right? Or my direction of the problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I said right. this is bad. I'm a leader in my community. If it wasn't so true, I'd probably be laughing harder. But I think, you know, I think actually that it's harder. And this isn't better or worse. I mean, in some cases, it is actually revolutionary to name the problem because mm-hmm. nobody will. Um, you know, when we created Black Lives Matter, I mean, people were acting like we, um, I don't know, like we were trying to take the world out. They were like, what you mean? Why are you talking about black? Why can't you say all or people of color lives? I was like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, this yeah. is a mess. But then there are also points. Oh my God, I have a hummingbird oh. outside my window. How pretty. And <laughs> it's omen, exactly. Good omen. <laughs> That's a good omen. Um, but the other part of it is, frankly, we need people to reshape this society. And I think a lot of us are clear about what's wrong. We're clear that something's wrong. We're clear that things don't work the way they're supposed to work. 
but that doesn't motivate people to take action. Actually, what motivates people to take action is your vision for change and how it gets done. And so that there is is the sweet spot that I think um, we have to get into and really build our muscles around. And it's hard. Like, I, I think about this all the time. Like, okay, if I got to redesign mm-hmm. the government, mm-hmm. how would it work? Right? And usually we can talk about, like, oh, I'd have black women and queer those people. Those are people. Those are the actions okay, cool. that is yeah, not but society. Like, but, yes. like, what would they do? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and how would they do it? You and do I got to like all of them? So, I don't like everybody that's queer. Correct. Just saying. <laughs> Correct. And is it like one government or is it like a lot of little governments? And then do they have meetings? Do they kick it? Like, how do they communicate? Like, I think about this stuff all the time and it's very difficult. But the thing is, sometimes there's openings and ruptures like this one. Well said. Where you actually have an opportunity to win Mm. people to your side and sometimes even to start to build that world that Mm -hmm. you imagine. So I think Trump is. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think he's going to steal the election. Let me say it that way. And on the off chance that the man doesn't. And we win. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. what? I say. Then what? No. So that's that's leadership, Absolutely. right? Because <laughs> Joe Biden ain't going to get us there, child. And yes, I'm voting for him for everybody. Who's like, <laughs> Yes, I'm going to vote. I already got my sticker. Okay. Exactly. I'm waiting October 12th. That's right. Georgia's October 12th. And and just just speaking on Joe Biden, and I try not to shit on him so much only because I just try to have clarity around him. And it's like, I I like to mitigate my expectations so I'm not disappointed and I know what the hell I got to do. The only thing him, and, and even Kamala, not for nothing. I don't know the woman, but whatever. All right. Mm-hmm. Or okay. even, even <laughs> hey, go hey, listen. Yeah. She, at, at baseline, at baseline, she's going to do what, the baseline, she's going to do what Barack did. There's a whole generation that will grow up with a black woman yeah. as vice president. She do just that. Cool. That's right. All right. Yeah. But. That's right. The only thing I expect from them, too, is to hold the motherfucking line. I need y'all to hold the line. Start. Please, can you just get us back in order a little bit so we can fight again? Because one thing yeah. with power, some, oh God, forgive me because I can't remember who told me this. I'll put it in the notes if I remember later on. But there's one thing with power that power begets power. Oh, it was um, Homeboy on um, right. HP. Anyway, power begets power. So mm-hmm. when you have power and you get more power, it's like it's compounded. The same thing when you mm-hmm. lose it. So, don't, so those of y'all who are questioning because you don't like a person... That you're not going to vote for him. When we lose more power, it is hard. It's almost like a um. I'm just going to I'm just going to bite off of not my favorite person, but hell, why not Bill Maher? It's like a wrestling match, okay? It's like a wrestling match. You can win, you can win like this. Yeah. You can even win like this. You got some more biceps going on, but when your ass is down here, you ain't coming back. <laughs> you ain't coming back. <laughs> And unfortunately, right, because in that position, you get mm. to start over. Mm-hmm. But for some of us, if we can't maintain true, it, do we have do we even why... get the right to start over? Do, I mean, if you can't even maintain this facts, Ooh. which is why. So, look, I I heard from um, a brother, Eric mm. Liu, recently. He said power Ooh. is a practice. 
And I was like, yeah, and we need to practice being mm-hmm. powerful. Um, so sure, baseline, they need to hold the line. That's a lot of work for us. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of work for us because I want to let you know that instead of being out here talking about the issues that people care about, Joe Biden is out here talking about locking up protesters. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when we talk about holding the line, (laughs) that accountability work, just that baseline, (sighs) basic thing that you're supposed to do is hard. (laughs) It's going to be hard work for us. So um, if your criteria is would I have this motherfucker over to my house for dinner? Hell nah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Um, Trump trying to make it so we in camps. And that's just yeah. This is the point that I was facts. just about to bring up. So, <laughs> oh Lord. So I work for a school district <laughs> that has a partnership, that has many museums in the city. Mm-hmm. Many mm-hmm. museums in the city. We are partnered wow. with only one. And that is the Holocaust mm. Museum. And so every mm. student, every 10th grader in our district has to visit the Holocaust Museum. And because I was a 10th grade history mm-hmm. teacher, I visited the Holocaust Museum okay. multiple <laughs> times. And I have many relationships with the staff there. Yes. So fantastic. Wonderful people. However, what I have learned Come on. is that there was a mm-hmm. time when the Jewish people were in Germany and Italy and elsewhere and they saw the writing on the wall and they were saying, it's not going to be that bad. This is my home. (laughs) I deserve to be here in Germany. Right. And I can't shake that uneasy feeling. Right. right. I, I, I deal with that on the daily. Like, Am I fighting in a losing battle? Like, is this the time that I'm supposed to like gather up my things and hit it? Like, am I supposed to learn Spanish, right? right? And get below this border? Like, what is it that we are supposed to do? (laughs) And in thinking about organizing, right? In thinking about um, fighting this fight, in thinking about voting, right? It's still a participation and like, I still have faith in this system a little bit, like Mm -hmm. just maybe if we use Mm -hmm. our strength and our numbers and maybe if we, you know, get out the the word to the people and we can implore them and we can Mm -hmm. work on their sensibilities and their sensitivities and their humanity. That's right. That they won't sit back and watch us be put into concentration camps and burned alive. I have faith in the I have faith in the majority, not so much the, the, the majority skin color, but the majority thought. I think a lot of times we give too much emphasis, or rather, too much credit to these narcissistic, small, power hungry uh, people who have been the practice of living life in this manner. People who are have whatever amounts of money or are so disconnected from the masses, the majority. Where, you know, what was it that which Bush and them didn't even know that, oh, they have scanners in supermarkets now? This is like, an, yeah, yeah. So, and, 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 but I think that, that and, I long for those days. I know, right? <laughs> but it gets annoying and rich. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not detrimental to our entire democracy and rich, or not even rich, because that motherfucker don't got as much money as he say he got. But, <laughs> but, 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 but the the 
Oh my God, girl, I don't have an Arnie fart. I can't remember what the hell I was about to say. Thank, yeah, yeah, majority. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I have faith in the majority mm -hmm. because I think we give too much power to these people as if they have this kind of power that is unyielding. You can't pierce it. It is bigger than the majority. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's holding that the majority is, of course, old school complacency to whatever degree, baseline fear. Which is in, which is, shows itself in all kinds of ways, whether it's just straight mm -hmm. up denial. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to say nothing. <laughs> you know, exactly. Or just you know, or then we got your your regular ignorance. You know what I mean? Um, and they're all cousins of each other. But we give them, the, but we give, but we give, but we give people quote unquote empowered. They're really not empowered. We the people in order to form. Not again. <laughs> We formed yeah. it. Yeah, not, 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 not we the crackers. You know, crackers wrote it, but it's not we the crackers. Whoever's the people right motherfucking now, that's who they talk about. Well, this gets back to our conversation about why we have to build yes, many more leaders. Because actually, in this democracy, um, the gap between people and the decisions that our government makes is so wide. Yeah. And so many of us are actually taught that somebody else is going to mm. deal with it and that we mm. can't impact it. So that is why having a million followers on Twitter doesn't fucking matter. Because at the end of the day, if people don't see themselves as agents of change, um, that is the most dangerous mm environment for us to be in so i i'm i'm on i agree with both of y'all like to me the majoritarian values in this country i think are not the same as the values of this president and his, his, and his neighbors mm -hmm. and i have had the same thought about do i have a mm. plan is there anywhere for me to go short list um and <laughs> I, you know, I, I do think about that. And I, I caught myself watching, um, um, Neruda the other day. Oh, on, Netflix. Uh, yeah, Netflix. Which, yeah. Mm -hmm. yes, 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 yes. And it was really mm. powerful and also really scary. And in my mind, I was like, yeah, am I going to have to be scaling a mountain on a mm. horse? You understand me yeah. with a, um, what? <laughs> With my belongings and rolls on the side of my horse. I mean, is that what's happening right now? And I was like, okay, girl, you need to slow down and turn off this television. But at the end of the day, I'm not going mm -hmm. out without a fight. Mm. I'm like, I built this just as much as these people did. So um, that's what's keeping me going. Talk about <laughs> talk about the flip on the sense of ownership. We as people of color, you know, need to have a sense of ownership. If if Native Americans can be beat down, strict, basically um, all-out genocide, but still have a sense of ownership of this land, ownership of the future of this land, then as black folks or other people of color, what the hell is our excuse? Why don't we... I, I got it. I get it. I get it. We be dragged the fuck over here, you know, as somebody's property. I, no, no, I get it. I ain't trying to even mentalize yeah. it. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, yeah. but... Yep. Why are we giving as much credit to that work done, though under duress, that this country would not exist? Words are not. Fuck a constitution. If bitches weren't fucking tilling the soil, there would be no economy. Right. And and the fact that it, we were the kind of uh, what is it the the uh, not the apex the um what is that the uh, 
what do they call that? The the um the not the tipping point, but the um some a link link joint. Catalyst. What do they call it? Like a link joint, you know? Oh, the the um. Fulcrum. Okay, boom. Yeah, that works. Like <laughs> <laughs> for for how this how this whether this country's in denial or not, if not everything yeah. runs through us in this country. There's something powerful mm-hmm. about that. Everything from culture to science to politics to whatever social norms to fucking slang. Right. Everything runs through our experience in this world. They can choose right. not to say that they shared a fucking experience with us on the other side. They were part of it too, but that's a problem. That's their problem. That's right. You need to find your power here. And that's what they're scared of, to be honest. That's what they're Mm -hmm. scared of, to be honest. And if you notice all the things that are being attacked right now, it's like all around Mm -hmm. consciousness. So Mm -hmm. all the education stuff, you know, this 1776 project, which I was like, you basic motherfuckers (laughs) is so (laughs) boring. (laughs) I'm like... That's called that's called actual American history that most kids are already fucking taught. Yeah, like, yeah, what are you talking about? Probably a couple more lies in it, though. <laughs> well, Correct. then they have the um, whole movement. Also, to... fighting critical race studies, yeah. right? Like, they're trying to take all these things out because they know that people's consciousness mm. shifting is actually deeply dangerous mm-hmm. to their power. Yeah. Deeply and all it needs is some momentum. Like, so much of that mm-hmm. resistance comes from people being like, your side of this shit don't make mm-hmm. no sense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they know they ain't nothing but one or two generations deep that are born into the world that you, young people, are creating right now. You are creating a father to right. grow some decent white folks. I mean, you know, they we gonna try. <laughs> you know, it may take it may take a solid century more, but I'm saying that is something we're trying to form. <laughs> I'm sorry. Worried about yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, mean, I meant, I meant, you know, they, they, they decent by way of us. It gonna take them a while, <laughs> but we, we, we need decency in, in, in this country to make a good country. That's the point I was trying to make. Facts, you know, facts, but, facts. but it ain't up to us. Twelve, thirteen percent of the population. <laughs> like, so but, much but yet, what, what the the majority includes is going to have to extend beyond racial lines, like. So much right. of what, who should be decent, mm. right? Because we've placed the right. responsibility of decency on black people before. And then mm. they were just murdered in their Sunday clothes, right? Yes. <laughs> and yes. so I don't, I don't know how much I, I agree with that anymore, right? <laughs> I, but in, yeah, and also we fed, I mean, our ancestors nursed these folk at our breasts and then they grew up and burned yeah, crosses on people. Yeah, so like, like, okay, yeah, I feel, I feel as if we have given immensely to this project, and now it's on white people. It's I, on white people yep. to do what they but, do. but they need to move out the way. They need to move out the way. They need to move out the way. And if you want to come down to the protest, what you need to do is find yourself a black person look like they're doing something. Ask them, what can I do? Don't don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't no, even no. do that. Don't even do that. Don't come in and bum rush a show. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the bum thing. rush a protest. Right. I have I've <laughs> listen, battled with, with that thing <sighs> as well. Because initially, as soon as Trump was announced president, I won't say one, but as soon as Trump was announced president, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that was my first thought. All right, white people. 
this is your time to shine. You've been saying anti and post-racial. You've been saying like all of this other kind of stuff. This is where you are supposed to kick in and show what, what that really looks like. And I think that if, if I look at history, anytime the things got uh, blurred racially, anytime people were really starting to come together and not really be about that, this generation for the most part has really shown that they're like anti-homophobic, they're anti-racist, uh-huh. they're like anti-sexist, they're anti... A lot of that shit that uh-huh. used to be like mm. really, really like strong in America. However, when we right. see those times, I think about just in my lifetime, like just th- looking at in the 80s. In the 80s, when I was a child... I had George, uh, boy George, and Michael Jackson on my wall, <laughs> and my mother was very much like into like the Black Panthers and the Nation of Islam and like Black Revolution That's and all right. of that kind of stuff. But when things get blurred, then something happens that changes that dynamic. Right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like it rips us That's back right. apart. And so, and then we look at like right. what happened in the '90s with race relations and 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 how. Black people were demonized and with the crack era and all of this other kind of stuff. And we constantly get um, repositioned as the enemy right? <laughs> in certain ways. Like every time there is a blending, then this this rip happens. And so I was prepared emotionally for it. right? <laughs> I was prepared for it. But I think young people who believe that there is the possibility for good, like their hearts are broken right now, right? They're having to look at people that they thought might be able to be their friends and be like, mm, damn, can you? Right? <laughs> They're having to, right? They invited yeah, their friends yeah, to the protest and then their friend picked up a brick and threw it because they're mad and they get to be mad and they get to express themselves and their anger in that way. They get to do that when they're happy. Right, they get to be like my team won. Let me burn the city down, woo! Right, and they're just rambunctious kids who had a little too much fun, right? Mm. And so when they show up in those spaces doing what they are fraught to do, what they are able and empowered to do, then it's detrimental to the movement because we, again, we have to be demure. We have to. Be calm with a gun in our faces. Like we have to like keep all of our faculties when ever when police are so afraid that they just have to shoot, right? And, and even that that sense of being forced in this box of kind of walking this line. Of course, there's some of us that don't give a flying fuck, but <laughs> but the, but but essentially the movement is always walking this line because we want to be able to communicate um, um, clearly. But at the end of the day. What are we trying to express? What are we trying to communicate that my auntie brain just lost it again? I swear to God, it just left, it just left, and it went to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, y'all. I mean, let me pick up on this thread while you're you're trying to remember. (laughs) I mean, I think... The challenging thing here is, I agree with this question. It's like, who who mm-hmm. are we talking to yes. and for what purpose? And, you know, for us, BLM, Movement for Black Lives, all of these different entities, wasn't for the um, appeasing of white people. 
which I think is different. Um, because, you know, again, BLM, people was like, that's too radical. Now defund the police. People are like, that's mm-hmm. too radical. And I'm like, okay, well, they're different audiences that people yeah. are talking mm-hmm. to. And sure, if you are talking to white folks, especially mm-hmm. the fragile ones, you probably would change what mm-hmm. you have to say, because ultimately you do, you need, you need, um, you need to break people mm-hmm. off. Right. You need to understand that not all white people are going to come along, but also not all white people are not yeah. going to come along. Um, and so you 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 vie for the people who you think you might be able to break off, who would support the building. Right. Ultimately, of a multiracial democracy. That's what we need. But at the same token, if a movement is only concerned with how fragile white folks are going to take things and we have our some of our people are fragile no. too right so Ooh, no i don't think it did i don't really don't think it did. I, that was that was next you know, list <laughs> fragile too yeah so i just i feel like every generation has to be clear who they're talking to and why and that's why that vision mm-hmm. piece is so important. Like you got to know what it is that you're trying to build, so you know who it is you're trying yeah. to bring along. Um, and not everybody's coming. Okay, this, this is essentially what I, I guess remembered. <laughs> and and I and and I want to use it to kind of to go into because we are kind of in the middle of, of an overall vote campaign to try and encourage and empower young people to vote. She all people, but young people in particular. Um, yep. And. To understand, and one of the things we're fighting is apathy, right? And I want you to understand, if you're not clear, that the luxury of apathy is only afforded to you by a, a generation of young people that was not here for the bullshit. That was about voting. <laughs> they flipped the car every now and then, but they was about that vote, honey. <laughs> okay? And that's the only way you can sit back and say, like, I don't know if I like him. What's happening? You know, what? Well, how are you following me today? The only reason you can do that. And with that being said, we're going to move on to another part of the show because we really want to get the vote out. So we are just over a month before V-Day, right? The day when we, the people, get to maintain the ability to make a perfect union. And at Yagay Aunties, we want to do our part to take our piece of the puzzle like uh, Kalila did. And we just want to make sure that uh, we help you find your belief in the vote. So here you go. <laughs> let's just let's wake up for a minute. <laughs> All right. Just, just because one is woke doesn't mean they are not susceptible to apathy around voting. So we are your gay aunties and that come in your room and to just that, just, you know, wake your ass up. <laughs> this current administration and not for nothing past ones have over time sown the seeds of apathy around voting, especially with the younger people. So as we resist the urge to snatch your ass up out of bed and drag your ass to the polls, we thought it might be better to encourage you this way. Just like when you were little, 
You first became fearful, then apathetic about the bullying school. Because your voice didn't matter then either, did it? Being bullied became a way of life, didn't it? You were too young to see that there is the life beyond the bully. You see, voting is just like that time when that one bully in school kept messing with you, right? Like it was, you know, they religion. Mm -hmm. And because you were a gentle, queer, beautiful spirit, you held your tongue, you gave up your lunch, your money, you, you let that bully call you outside your name. That bully was so intimidating, they controlled how even if you walked on the playground. You practiced cursing that bully out in the mirror, but never voted to their face. <laughs> you were living your entire childhood in fear, and that distracted you from thinking about when the ratchetness of childhood will be over. Then one day, it was a Tuesday, on the playground, as Cecilia Jackson, I mean, your bully, is making a spectacle out of your inability to stick up for yourself. But what your bully didn't know is that the night before, you had a little talk with your auntie, and she told you, with keys in hand, that the way you beat back fear is to stay in the face until fear can't look at you the same. So, darling, you just walk up to that bully, right, when everybody watching, and you kick them in the shins. <laughs> then you get to Molly whopping their ass. And then she said, it don't matter. It don't matter if you win, because I didn't. <clears throat> but you can't stop swinging until they call me to come get you. <laughs> The ills of society, y'all, like bullies, may never go away, but can be managed by setting and reinforcing your damn boundaries. And those boundaries are also respected, all right? We got to make sure those boundaries are also respected by all those kids who just stood around and watched you get your ass beat, okay? Because with bullies, it's not about winning a particular battle. It's about putting the fear in them. That you will always show up swinging. All right. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. I'm just saying. So yes. Early voting exists in over two thirds of the country. Whether you show up in person, you do a mail in ballot, um, absentee. <laughs> <we did. laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, we want to make sure that you know that we support you in this fight and that we are here to remind you of your civic duty. After you vote, take a picture with your I Voted sticker or a selfie of you mailing in your ballot, and we will post it on our Instagram as a way for the YGA community to support each other in this great Molly Wop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because mm -hmm. we trying to Molly Wop. I, I'm going to, I know I'm not a betting woman. Yes, I am actually, but I'm not really a betting woman. <laughs> but I want to bet you against, I want to, I'm down to put, I ain't gonna put more than a dollar for that motherfucker. I'm down to put a dollar on the table that we the people are gonna molly wop that motherfucker right off. I want to see him go down in a particular way. I said it last one and I'm gonna say it again because I want it to manifest. I don't, I don't, I don't even want, I don't even want him to go to the jail because what I think is ass when his ass fucking gets molly wopped, right? And he's like, where I'm gonna go? They gonna come for me. He gonna try and run. 
And then he gonna run to Russia and Putin gonna be like, oh honey, no, 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 no. <laughs> we ain't dope. We done with you, honey. No, no, no. And then he gonna try and run somewhere else. They're like, oh, I think not. So I would like to see him in Antarctica. I want to see him. <laughs> mm. I just keep hearing cinnamon. <laughs> you too. Okay. 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 I'll run right to the rock. Okay, you better run to the ice block in Antarctica, because that's the only country that's gonna take you. All right, that that being said, let, okay. let's go out with some fun. Yeah, yes, we promised too that we wouldn't just hold you in this tense stuff. That we would also give you some some loose, let your hair down, auntie space. Okay, 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 and okay. I want to give you that. I know that that belly laughter is your self care. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. want to honor that <laughs> as you share space with us, okay? <laughs> and so what we want to do to ensure that is we want to share one of our viewer letters with you. Will you answer a letter okay. with us? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, gra- I'll grab this one. I'll grab this one. Okay. All right. Oh. All right. All right, who this by? Is this oh this is by? Did they say not to use their name, or can we use her name? Or I'm assuming I'm only saying her name because I'm. Just, can I use their name? Do you think I use their name? They didn't say whether or not. Okay, uh, well they, if you don't say, if you don't say, don't use it. Oh uh, no, yeah, you can. All right, I, I'm assuming her because it's yo yo, <laughs> so I'm thinking of yo yo. Yeah. Can you try to take me out? All right. <laughs> oh, I love that. Was my first. That was my. Can first I tell you your story real quick? I know I'm totally this is left field, but every time she comes up, I, she's such a good spirit, right? When I was when when I was first signed, you know, we were all were in that same age. First signed, I remember I did the Impact um, Festival, right? It was a big festival up in Jersey, it's like a New York music industry festival, and this is like one of my first times going. It was like me, Rozelle was up there. We was doing it, doing it, doing it. Right, oh, and we right. came after we got off stage. We went behind stage, and the first person I saw was Yo Yo and her girls. Like, who was that? Who was that? Right, and I, you know, I'm like, it's me. <laughs> All right, I, I was a little bit hard. I was an MC, you know. I'm saying, Yo, it's me. <laughs> She's like, Yo, sis. Yo, and she just gave me the best hug. Like, welcome. We need more of us. Like, boom, 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 boom. And anyway, I digress. And the IBWC. Right. <laughs> right. I Always a lover. All right, for that. Just that little moment of time. Anyway, so yo, yo. Hi, aunties. I saw a question online and I've been stuck on it. The question was, without blaming your ex, what should you have done differently in your last relationship? I spent so much time being angry, hurt, and justifying not trusting anyone because of the pain my ex caused me. I still haven't pushed past uh, that place to be able to honestly answer the question. So I guess my question is, does accepting that I also made mistakes release her of being responsible for how she treated me? Part two, I feel like if I get to the place where I heal and forgive, then what makes it seem like what she did was okay. I'm not ready to do that. Mm. Lies, betrayal, and mental games are not okay. If no one holds you accountable for what you do, won't I'm sorry, if no one holds you accountable for what you do, won't you go on doing it? 
Hmm. Friends have said I need to forgive so I can move on, but I can't help but feel like forgiving isn't always the answer. <laughs> can I move on and heal without forgiving? So there's a couple of questions there. All right. I know. Uh, yeah. But just a somewhat summated, she basically, can I release her of being responsible for for how she treated me? Am I able to do that? So essentially, can I heal without forgiving her? Because she's like, I don't know. And she like, if I don't tell her about herself, how else is she, she or he, I'm sorry. She just said she, right? It will be accountable. I think it's she. she. Yeah. So how, how will she be accountable if nobody tell her about herself? Basically. Well, if I don't. I don't think forgiveness is really about um, letting people off the hook. It's for you. Mm. I mean, forgiveness is about forgiving yourself for all the ways in which you may have allowed people to disrespect you. Um, But it's also about saying to yourself, this part of my life has closed Mm. and I accept the things that happened here so that I can move on heal but also learn the damn lessons so you're not in that spot again yeah so that's that and frankly um accountability comes through relationship and so if you're no longer in relationship with this person you might be waiting for accountability for a long damn time and so (laughs) that's part of what you have to give up it's like you know if this person did you foul they'll probably do somebody else foul too until they learn their lessons. But you don't actually have any control over that process. Nor, does, nor is it... You only have control over and your it, own And it's not your responsibility. Why are you so bent on that you got to teach this person or they never going to learn their lessons? You know what? They never may. They may be 99 years old still on some bull fuckboy shit. That's right. Okay? That's exactly yeah. Okay. Exactly right. And we all know people like okay, that. You know okay. Okay. Age so. is truly a number. Only some of us actually grow the fuck up. But, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's that's why we're here to help you guys grow the fuck that up. That shit hit me in my chest. <laughs> wait. That thing hit me in my damn chest. Wait, wait, wait. Woo. I just realized Woo. that I missed that I'm missing something in this post show. Kiara. Oh shit. <laughs> we didn't bring Kiara in. <laughs> because I always love to hear, because our intern Kiara, or our producer, <laughs> she was our intern, I'm not our producer. <laughs> um, I love hearing, you know, the young perspective on these things as well. And you are, are so on it on a lot of points. But I go back to um I've spent so much time being angry and justifying not trusting anyone because of the pain my ex caused me. I can't decide where I was wrong. Right? <laughs> right? I can't what? even answer the question. Okay, don't blame your ex. What did you do wrong? I didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do nothing. She was horrible. <laughs> but she actually, I mean, she admits, she at least admits to that, you know, I made mistakes and everything. Okay, what did she say? Uh, um, I spent so much time being hang. I still haven't pushed past the place of being able to honestly. I'm sorry, I can't remember what she said it. But she said somewhere in here mm-hmm. where you know she admitted that okay, she had some part in this. So again, then why are you holding on? Yeah. Like like this, you know what it's saying got nothing to do with this person. I don't know who 
Your 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 right. ex is yo yo, but this letter right here don't got nothing to do with them. Okay. That's right, Molly. You in danger, girl. Danger. You need to go hit that hit that therapist. You know what I'm saying? Hit that therapist because it sounds like you in a loop that you can't get out mm. of. And ain't no shame in going to see that therapist, but you in the damn loop. And there's an the anger girl. there. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I only know it cause I recognize it and I've recognized it in myself. Yep. It's like, you know, yep. you're asking us, well, how can I, you know, I, 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 I forgive without forgetting that shit. And that's like, well, forgive and forget are actually two different things. You know, you can't forget because this, I mean, until you become an auntie, you may forget some things and that, that, <laughs> that may be one of them. Okay. All right. Those but are- forgiving is, is an action. It is a practice. It is a ritual. Just like there's a ritual when you first met that motherfucker and they brought you out on a date. and That's a ritual. And it's like, when do I kiss first? That's a Mm. ritual. When do I fuck first? That's a ritual. And all that is ritual. So is getting over someone. All right? When you really, really want to get over someone and and, and maybe you're not in a place where you can address it. You just want to just cut. You know, just cut. Burn a black candle and be done with it. Burn a black candle and be done with it. That means they ain't gonna they ain't gonna wind up on your feed. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna bump into the street. You are telling the universe, I don't wanna see them. I don't wanna hear about them. Boom. Burn the black candle and you now if along with that black candle, another ritual is you need to either sit with your people or sit whatever your faith is or whatever and say, listen, yep. I need yep. to sit with the angst and the anger of the time wasted. Did I waste my time? Did I learn anything out of this? I really need some value out of this motherfucker because the good dick is not enough. I need to know if my time has value. And that is how, in that ritual of not staying in the loop of your own mind, that's either talking to your best friend or, 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 or your faith, you need to move through that. That's right. That's right. And the only person who can answer that question about is your time valuable is you Mm. in the practice, right? So, you know, your folks will tell you, keep a cool head and don't burn the shit down. Mm. Okay. (laughs) But, but beyond that, cats be like, look at yourself. Do you think your time is valuable? Because if you do, Mm. then quit playing games with this and any other thing that smells, tastes, touches like it, or feels like it. Because this sounds like Mm -hmm. a mess. Mm -hmm. A mess. Here, what do you see? I'm just, I keep on looking at the part where she um, says something about I also made mistakes. And should that, does that release her of being responsible uh, for how she was treated and everything? But I feel like you should always look at yourself. Like, you should be looking at the mistakes that you made. And that doesn't mean that they weren't responsible for the things that they did. But you were responsible for setting those boundaries. You were responsible for, you know, knowing when it was time for you to get out of something. You saw all the things that were happening and decided to stay there. Um, So I agree with you guys that it's definitely looking like a therapeutic. She needs some therapy and to work all that out and to really, you know work through the things that are going on within herself and let go of that person. Cause clearly the issues weren't just about the relationship. There was something else going on there that was allowing you to stay in that and to allow all of that to keep coming into your space. So do the work on yourself and then, you know, just look at 
don't really think about the situation. Forgive them for what they did, but think about your part in it and how you need to, you know, fix that for the future. But that's yeah. what and I'm for, like. Forgiving. I agree because she said my friends told me I need to get over this. <laughs> Which is how you know the shit is a whole ass mess. That's exactly how you know you making your friend's ears bleed. Cause and it's just connecting this forgiveness too. Like I don't want her to think that what she did to me is okay. Guess what? She's not only thinks is it okay. She ain't probably not even thinking about you. And I don't mean cold like that. You're saying, but the, the longer you stay connected to this person and want to hold on. The more she don't think about you. That's right. I'm sorry. And it's painful, but maybe you need to That's hear right. it. She ain't thinking about you. And if she is, it's probably not something good. Okay? So why keep this energy you know, in your life? And it's and okay, in between That's forgiving right. and it's okay, it's okay. Okay, whatever she did, it probably wasn't okay. But guess what? A lot of motherfuckers in your mm. life gonna do shit and you're like, that shit wasn't okay. It's gonna happen again. And again, and again, but you know what? But you know what? You have control of how you react to it, how you grow from it. That's nice little fucking, um, what they call them, the um, um, ill-tasting gifts. You know, like I say, eat this. It's delicious. But I think in this situation, it's the opposite. It's like when people are like, oh, God, this is horrible. Taste it. I already know going into this situation, right? You you know that there's a possibility. Like that that is the chance that you take when you you partner with them. Sometimes you know them well enough to know what their character is like. And sometimes we don't take that time. We don't want to take that time, lesbians. <laughs> and so then you're in a relationship with a person and you're just learning them maybe you learn great things about them once you're in the relationship maybe you mm-hmm. learn their jackets <laughs> it's, it's all like a, a game of chance I guess at that point yeah but and something and just and we'll just kind of maybe round it off but it's something and we've said it on the show so many times don't nobody owe you nothing. I don't care if you've been married to them for a few years. At the end of the day, yeah. end of the day, you are a part of their journey. They are a part of your journey. And when the journey is over together, they don't owe you nothing. All you they owed you is the time you can reflect on the time spent. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. thinking people owe y'all. So I don't care how fucked up they are, y'all. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking people owe you anything because they don't i mean unless they owe you some money that's the only measurable tangible thing (laughs) but that's what small claims court is for (laughs) that's facts yeah that's facts well yes thank you yo-yo for first for trusting your gay aunties with your situation i get that you are struggling it it comes through in your letter that yes. this is a situation that you are really struggling with. And I hope that uh, all of us here have been able to give you some insight and that you will be able to forgive, even if you're not ready to forget, just so that <laughs> you can get some clarity mm-hmm. and stop punishing everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> for something that somebody else has done to you in the past. Mm-hmm. 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 Your gonna, and your friends are gonna get tired of you um still hanging on. They told yeah. you to let go. They, they told you to let go. They don't stop talking yeah. to you about it. That's real talk. <laughs> that is real talk. That is real talk. When you start hearing that deep sigh, 
Calls are getting yeah. screened, topics being changed, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, what's you wearing on Friday? <laughs> Just sitting there like, wait, I thought Yeah, girl, I hear you. I hear you. So you go to the protest. You go in, there, right? You go in, you go in. But did you vote? That's what's important. <laughs> all right, all right, y'all. This 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 show has uh, been incredible as we knew it would be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we really try and come um to y'all and give what we can, all right, as we re- be starting to put on our crowns in life. And with that comes the responsibility of um, uh, giving guidance to those who are walking the way that we already did. And glad that we don't got to do it no more. Mm. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But we also are learning together. So we we try to present as much as we can on the show. And if you want to support your gay aunties, all right, I need you to check us out on patreon.com slash your gay aunties. We have so many incredible tiers over there that you probably haven't seen anywhere else. And all these tears lead to you being a part of the show. That's what it's about. So just going over to patreon.com slash your gay aunties. Yes. Um, we have a, a question just for oh. Alicia. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped the beat. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if we wanted to address this one. I'm I, this well, you know what? Let's let's, let's do it. It, it. it goes it goes up. It's, it's a nice general question. It's a BLM question, but it's a nice general question. I thought it was thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll, and then we'll and then we'll say our goodbyes. All right. So this is from forgetful theorist. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, intellectual. Yes. <laughs> I can't yes. remember nothing. All right. What is the most detrimental? Hmm, what is the most detrimental misconception of the BLM movement? Mm. <clears throat> That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I wanted to say something pithy and smart, but I, I will just say, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say um, on half a cup of coffee that I think <laughs> the most detrimental part of uh, misconception about the BLM movement is that um, BLM somehow hates black cisgender hetero men? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, I literally, this is a question that I, I decided not to ask and I said, I'll fuck the niggas. But then, <laughs> and I wonder, I wondered, you know, did you ever feel, but it's ironic that two black, to me, excuse me, three black queer women essentially started the momentum, okay? Mm-hmm. With the season of momentum of the Black Lives Matters movement. Okay. But then I started seeing some kind of co-op thing, like you know how brothers do. Yes, and there was a point I was like, I remember I was online at a point saying, you know black women started this shit. Yep. In the yep. middle of random, random comment thread. Yep. You know black women started this shit. Yep. <laughs> yep. Is there, how did you guys deal with that, that energy? And, and mm-hmm. in your own ego, not for nothing. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, right? Because um, I got two quick stories I want to tell. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. I'm not going to say who it was. Mm-hmm. But they were saying, essentially, um, I'm good with gay people. I feel like 
gay people get a lot of representation and straight people are being left out of the conversation. And I was like, I mean, literally there was like smoke coming out of my ears (laughs) and not from being angry, but because I was like, really? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I, I think that what happens in change, okay, so when I'm being my most diplomatic, I think what happens in change and processes of change is that people get jarred when um, when things get transformed, right? So the fact that you are seeing more queer people on TV, the fact that you are seeing more queer people out in your circles, in your workplaces, in your whatever, I mean, it, I think people are trying to make sense of it. That's me being diplomatic. Do I think that like gay people run the world? No. But this is what some of our brethren believe because they're used to a world, right? Where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we were say quiet it, it. and closeted and and they would star um, the show. And the roommate, right? The roommate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, like I had said to this person, I said, you know, what's so funny about this is that First of all, it's just not true. And second of all, mm-hmm. I think all Black people have the experience, Black people in America, let me say this, mm-hmm. um, where we don't, we've been talking about queerness in our families without talking about queerness. So <laughs> I don't know a Black person in America who don't have a family member who've been living with the same person for 30 damn years <laughs> and it's been roommates. But it's only a one bedroom. I mean, like, what? <laughs> like, they trying to save some money. They budgeting. No, they budgeting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they budgeting some. <laughs> so that's one story that I want to tell, which is just, yeah, it's complicated. Um, second story I want to tell, though, is this. You know, when we're talking about this election cycle, the group that um, this president is going after the hardest is cis Black men. And it's on the basis, right, that number one, um, they don't really care about you. We care about you. And some of it is actually preying on this deep insecurity that I just described, which Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. that in a lot of ways, I think there are it is threatening for some cishet black dudes that BLM is led by women and queer folk and trans folk. And in fact, I've heard people say to me directly, like I would be supportive of it, but. <laughs> and then we sit here, we sit here, we wonder, and we we are just so, we wonder why poor white people vote against right. their best interests because right. it taps into the same insecurity, right. the same nonsense right. of erasure. That's absolutely right. And we don't, I mean, if anything, I would say we still have so much work to do as a movement to really build the kind of infrastructure we need to deeply support Black queer folks and Black trans folks. And so in a lot of ways, the dangerous misconception is that Black cishet men are getting left behind. And it's both dangerous for the prospects of a broader unity, but it's also dangerous in the sense that it has created a vulnerability that um, opportunists are exploiting to their mm. own advantage. And some of us aren't, aren't mm. hip to the shit enough 
to understand mm-hmm. that we being played, mm-hmm. um, but they're making people feel powerful. So that's a lesson for us as well. Sorry to leave it on that tip. No, no, no. I, 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 I just want my people free, but sometimes my people and, mm-hmm. but I think, uh, I think um, at least for this, for V day, for November 3rd, um, for that day, all of y'all are my people. Okay. And I need all of y'all to find your way to the ballot. Actually, um, uh, um, you need to get the, actually just do early voting. Like let's just cut the bullshit. That's okay, right. because it's all about it's all about the night of, okay, mm-hmm. and what happens after the night of is what gets the ball rolling for whatever kind of crap That's they right. got coming down. All right, That's so right. we are strong enough so that all the votes are coded, excuse me, uh, uh, um, counted. Whether you voted the day of or all those weeks prior, they all gonna get counted that night. That's right. Mm-hmm. So if we all early vote, that we can maybe see send that motherfucker packing. And we don't got to deal with this long. And then the rest of it is just like more blue, more blue, more blue. That's right. That's <laughs> okay? right. Okay. That's what I'm That's putting right. my dollar on anyway. That's right. <laughs> facts. Facts on facts on facts. Yes. Yeah. And if you haven't um, filled up the census yet, you got to Wednesday, fools. Wednesday. Be counted. Do it. That's how the That's House of Representatives is formed. Do it. Please. Every 10 um, years. I'm like, please. <laughs> in the next 10 years, some of you are going to have children. In the next 10 years, some of you are going to be going to college. In the next 10, 10 years, some of you are going to be collecting AARP. Uh-huh. Okay? What, what's going to happen in the next 10 years? What uh-huh. you do? Okay, voting in the census. Please, y'all, get on uh-huh. Get on uh-huh. Get excited. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alicia, for joining us. Uh, thank you for, for having me. Yes. I wanted to ask before we leave, um, you have a book? I do. Oh. <laughs> I know. We, I get really excited about stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't ask about her book. Right. The it's Purpose pretty of Power. excellent. It's pretty excellent. It's called The Purpose of Power, How We Come Together When We Fall Apart. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It took me a long time and I had to have a lot of help because, you know, people, (laughs) you know how it goes too. It's like, um, there's you as the author who wants to communicate something very specific. And then there's, you know, the people who want to sell it. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. they're like, it has to say BLM. And I'm like, it's not going to say BLM. (laughs) It's been a tug of war. But part of what I think the title does is it talks specifically to what I think we build movements for, which is power. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of power actually is to bring us together and have us live together in a way where people can live well and live free. So mm-hmm. I wanted to really focus us on the question of power because so much of what we've been focused on in a lot of ways is like self-esteem and empowerment or like representation as power, which it is and it's not. So mm-hmm. um, this book is part memoir, right? So that I am not preaching at anybody. I'm really describing how I've come to understand um, what I think I know now, what I have absolutely no idea about, (laughs) what I'm like unlearning, right? Like all of that is in the book and it's just intended to be a model for 
how each of us can think about how to be a better steward for the world that we want to see. Um, mm. So it's out October 20th, but it is definitely on pre-sale and you can get it everywhere you get your books, but please buy from an independent bookseller and you can do that at bookstop.com. Independent black bookseller, even better. Please. Um, <laughs> and, and if you guys don't know, uh, uh, Alicia also has a, um, a great podcast called Lady Don't Take No. All right. Po- politics and beauty tips, honey. What's you know this? what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> My pandemic podcast that I didn't know I needed, but mm. you actually do need it. I mean, yeah, I have a thing about being political that is important to me. And it is that politics shouldn't be boring. We should mm. deeply understand where we fit inside of it. And politics don't have to be so damn rigid. Um mm. You know, politics is 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 shaping us all the time. And so that includes pop culture. It includes the personalities bit. Right. So every week where you used to have a commute, we are talking to some (laughs) of the greatest change makers in this country and pulling back the curtains. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Not just talking about their organizational work, but we are talking about what makes them who they are. And in doing so, I hope we're able to connect people to what is inside of them that are leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do a weekly digest of all the wildest things happening in the political realm. And so every week you hear from me um, what lady just ain't going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a lot of those. Yes. Um, <laughs> And you also hear from me the things that ladies loving every week. And that includes pop culture, politics, beauty tips, all the Mm -hmm. things. So tune in. Um, We're everywhere you can find your podcasts. And we haven't missed a Friday yet. So come on and join us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This podcast is getting us through as well. This podcast gets us through too. Oh, I'm yes. in love with this podcast. So yes. there's that too. <laughs> and you, I wasn't no. going to say anything, but I know you don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts. So I don't. So special. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't really like podcasts like that, even though I have one. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like they'd be boring and shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay. But not this one. <laughs> This one, I'm like, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Somebody needed to say that shit. Yes, thank you. Also, thank you for helping me embrace my auntie status. That has been my my project, my project of the last few years. And I feel like I'm really settling in. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know? I love it. I love it. Yeah, that is beautiful. I'm officially oh. in the category of old enough to know better. Right. <laughs> and to That's say it, it. And, and ain't scared to say it, and ain't scared. And to not, say at it. not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Yes. Well, all right, then. it's all been done. so good Maybe. to be here with y'all. Oh man, this is yes, incredible. it is great to have you. And oh. so, listen, next week, everyone. We will be welcome. Well, the week after next. The week after oh, next. Oh, yes. Ne- the next week weekend. that we meet. <laughs> right. The okay, next week we that we are together, yeah. because we are bi-weekly now. Um, we will be welcoming Avery R. Young to the show. So this power poet and groomer of power poets will mm-hmm. be with us to share his stories. 
and he's going to be bringing along some wordsmiths from this young next guys, generation mm-hmm. yes, to share their stories with us as well. So if you have some words that you want to share with our uncle Avery R. Young, uh, send them to us at yougayaunties at gmail.com. Or just like you did today, you can inbox us or DM us Graham, because I'm catching up <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> at your gay aunties. Um, and just make sure that you are there for this awesome occasion. I know some of us, you know, we get sensitive about poetry. We don't mm. want to share it. We don't know if we like it. This, you don't want to miss. Mm-hmm. You do not want to miss. Mm, <laughs> I have seen yes. him bring down houses with Nikki Giovanni sitting in the front row. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Snapping and clapping. Okay. <laughs> so this is absolutely going to be an amazing show and a good time for us to spend time with one of our uncles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am excited. And so I just wanted to say to all of you all who are out there who are listening, I know this is a stressful time. Spend some time mm-hmm. with your aunties. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. Just come nice. on by, get some of this good love that we got, this good word that we have for you. This is why we are here. We love to serve you in this way. Mm-hmm. And with that, I will say, I am Red Summer. I'm Hanifa Alita. I'm Kier Shere. I'm Alicia Garza. <laughs> <laughs> and we, and we are your gay, gay aunties. aunties. Bless his baby.